I'm Patrick. I'm Will. And I'm Chris. And you're listening to Guys With Issues. Let's talk about the AI taglines oh. you posted. Those were those were funny. Those were pretty good. The the uh, the what do they call those? Taglines. Yeah, tagline. Yeah. That's what he said. I know. I just. <laughs> whew. Is that beer getting to you or? He's I only he's only is. in his first. Will's got seven down. I'm well, <laughs> two. If you don't count the one I had at home, seven down, twelve to go. Where did I put that? Um, in your pocket for later. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know how we talked about going uh, to C2E2? Discussion. Did we put... Yeah, C2E2. I have talked to several people who did go to C2E2, unlike us, uh, since we decided not to go. And I got to hear a whole bunch of stories and see pictures from people's adventures. And I told them all that we were probably going next year. Oh, I would imagine we're going to go next year. Yeah, we'll have a plan. Let's see how much a booth no, is. we're guys with issues, not guys with plans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got a point. Will's always got a point. So did you want to talk head, about yeah. some of these taglines? Oh, I was going to say the first one I was really amazing. just like, was it the first? I, yeah. I was thinking, I thought the second guys one was Guys with issues really... where comics and confessions collide. Yeah, that one was good. I also like, I think it was the second one. For guys who don't care what you think. <laughs> That's... That is, yeah, yeah I, I, one or two, one or two. So just know, uh, listeners, the AI thinks that we don't care what you think, and we may not care what you think about us. It also thinks we're a little bit crazy. But I think that you should think I mean, that's the last that one. we do think highly of you. We do. <laughs> you're yes. the reason we do this, listeners. You're, you're the reason. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Also because we enjoy it. All five of you. That's true. You think by this time we'd have five? That'd be cool. <laughs> Look, I'm being Is that optimistic. counting the three of us in the room? Yes. Okay. Yeah, then for sure. Yeah, five of us. I'm sure I could get somebody to listen to it. Gunner's going to listen. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. one. I slap my legs now that we're standing. Do you need, <laughs> Do you need to sit down, Chris? No. Sit down, Chris. That was my nickname. <laughs> Sit down, Every Chris. time you had to get picked for sports. <laughs> Sit down, Chris. I thought, that's what, I thought that's what your parents said to you when, yeah. <laughs> almost every day. No, that was Sit Still, Chris. Oh, that was Sit, Sit Still. Sit Still, Chris. Okay. Was my, yeah. my parents always called me Sit Still, Chris, because that was the command my dad hated when I would shake the dinner table because my legs are always bouncing. Those of you out there who relate to having some uh, major ADHD, (laughs) holler. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, shaking the the gravy, you know, in the bowl, because your legs can't sit still under the Mm -hmm. table. It's a thing. Gravy shaking. I believe it. Legs bacon. Sure. You believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be one of our shirts one day. Patrick, I believe it. Or I don't believe it, depending on which which you'd prefer. That's so funny. I I personally think they should get both. On the front, it'll say, I I believe it. it. On the back, it'll say, I don't don't believe believe it. it. So if someone says something and you believe it, you just keep facing them. If they say something you don't believe, (laughs) you you walk away, turn turn around, around. (laughs) and be like, I don't believe you. Okay, I I just want this shirt at this point. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be fun. That is funny. That is really I like good. it. That's yeah. going to be our first first merch, guys. First merch. Well, I in actually... In about three years. Uh, we did mention in the last episode that we d- all went to see Dungeons & Dragons. We didn't go see it together. Will came with my wife and I, and Patrick saw it with his br- brother. Yeah, my brother and my niece. Did they also enjoy yeah. it? Oh, yes. Immensely. They play D&Ds, too, as well. Oh. Yeah. Well, we all thought it was a great film. Super fun to watch, uh, pretty well done, uh, and can overlook any of the missteps of just normal filmmaking because it was a fun time. It was, it was a fun awesome. movie yeah. to watch. Yeah. Okay, so. And it was definitely a homebrew campaign, so people need to stop complaining that they didn't follow every rule of D&D because it was a fun movie. It was. So what 
portion were you talking about where the players screwed up and the DM had to? It was the part of the bridge. It was the okay. So that's what where, I yeah I figured, but I didn't the, know if there the was another DM, part. The DM NPC specifically lays out this very complex puzzle <laughs> that they clearly spent a lot of time developing, just for the players to be like, "Oops, oops." <laughs> I did. I didn't realize the bridge started here. I, I thought it. I thought it started over there. <laughs> but I thought that was super fun. Yeah, that was great. Super fun. And he had to pull a fix out of thin air. So with yeah, the the this the oh, teleport yeah. stick. The portal. I could just hear the DM going, "Hey, pull out that walking stick that you tell." <laughs> so the entire uh, movie, I thought the, and I cannot pronounce the uh, Arachaka. Is that how you pronounce the the bird? people's race oh i don't I know don't. anyway i always i thought his name was jonathan is that not what it he is said? not jonathan it's like jonathan or something like that oh i thought he said jonathan no no I, no his name is not jonathan, jonathan coming <laughs> that was hilarious this whole thing would make a lot more sense when jonathan's here <laughs> yeah. my favorite parts when they're like we we chose to pardon you <laughs> i know right which is the player's um you know reacting before the dm has given them all the information it's definitely it is 100 is so good i just like that it's very clear that you can enjoy it as a fun kind of guardians of the galaxy funny styled fantasy movie right but if you've played D and you're not like a nitpicker <laughs> There is so much that you can just envision being played around the table. I may have made that a little stronger than I thought it was. <laughs> You're took in for a, drink. a fun time, Pat. Pat took a drink, and, uh, <laughs> and there was a long pause <laughs> before before you felt like Ooh. continuing. Yeah, that'll be fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Dandy, I really hope they make more of those types of movies, because those are the types of movies I enjoy. Yeah. Just fun, just, dumb. But dumb. still fairly clever. It yeah. had clever moments. It did. Right. But it definitely is what you would classify as a popcorn flick. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yes. Thing is, they, could, they could make another Dungeons and Dragons movie. And because people. of how, how Dungeons and Dragons is, you could have completely different people, completely different premise. You know, And yeah. I would still just... I would li like to see them go back to the world because it's Faerun, it's the Sword Coast, like they established. It's right. never winter and water deep is nearby and like all that stuff. Um, they go to the Underdark. And I was like, oh, they could make a Drist movie. They could make a Drist <laughs> yeah. movie. But the thing is, is while they have all of that, the way the movie ends, they can choose to revisit these characters. But what would, in my opinion, what would be cool is if they would... Uh, go back to the world and these characters would show up some other way, maybe mm -hmm. interact with the new party um, in the way that many D&D &D campaigns will pull from old characters and things like that. I think that the way they set it up, they can do a, like pretty much anything they want with it. They really need to, at the start of one of these, if it, if it gets big and, and people start watching a lot, they really need to, at the start of one of these movies, introduce a character and then kill them off. And then have the same actor play a different character. That would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you catch? I didn't catch this. I saw a trailer that they came out with later after the movie had launched. Did you catch that the group of people in the maze in the labyrinth is the cast from the original cartoon show? Not at all. If you Was if it? you look at the way they're dressed, they are the exact party from the original cartoon series. That is amazing. And they and they have now come out with a trailer where they see that scene in like a wizard pulls up a portal and they watch themselves and they go, Hey, that's us. <laughs> so like That's really cool. Like they fully embraced that they wanted to point out that Easter egg to everybody, you know. I thought it was a fun movie. I'm glad we all enjoyed it. Uh, for those of you who are listening, you should definitely check out the Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves movie. Super fun. Also very clean. If you have mm. younger children. Oh, yeah. Um, and when I say younger, I'm talking like preteen. I still probably wouldn't take a young child. There's some moments that might be a little spooky or scary or something. Um, sure. But like my daughter is 10 and I would 
easily choose to go and take her to it. It had a few few curse words, things like that, but she knows what to say, what not to say. Uh, but as far as content goes, if you are concerned with what your like kids watching things that might be a little vulgar or you know a little sexual or whatever, there's none of that basically in this whole movie, which is crazy for a PG-13 comedy, in my opinion. Especially like, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, spoiler for all of you, they don't joke about horny bards, which I love. Yeah, that's I actually, true. yeah, I was so glad to see that it wasn't just some parody movie, right? <laughs> as much as Pat likes sci- satire, I do. <laughs> I do like satire, but I, I am also glad that it wasn't just a parody. So excellent, fun, well done. CG's hit or miss. Like a lot of people have been criticizing the CG, but I'm that's not why I went I, to go yeah, see it. I, didn't. I mean, to me. Your CG is only as good as the quality of the miniatures that are painted on the table, right? So maybe the wrong guy painted the there minis. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. how I compared it to somebody. I was like, oh, so they didn't have the best painter. They didn't have, you know, so what? Who cares? It was still fun. Movie was still good. I also saw some people complaining that the backstories of the main characters are over overly complex, but that's how players are when they create characters in D&D. Like, it's your opportunity to really get involved before the story hits and you tend to give these like deep backstories so that your DM can then take it and incorporate it into the story. Right. And I thought that's exactly what it felt like happened in the movie. So mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it as a, as somebody and you know, there's the question of, can you watch it and enjoy it? If you don't play D and D the answer is yes, but there's so much more. If you understand anything that goes into playing D and D at all, there's just so much to enjoy. Yeah. Made me want to start playing again. I haven't speaking played in of, years, and I'm like, oh, that makes me want to play. Speaking of playing again, a couple of weeks ago, I had my grandfather's 90th birthday party, and I reconnected with a couple of cousins that uh, play. Oh. And they said they they might be getting a new campaign campaign online. going in sometime in the future. And uh, I gave them my contact info and told them if they needed another player, I'd be down to play. And if they need more players, I'm going to let you know. Works for if me. I'll can... be an honorary cousin. <laughs> I'm good. Technically, it's Pat a... plays too much Dungeons I'm, and Dragons. I'm really... I was gonna say like I was gonna invite Pat, but I'm, I I remember Pat uh, I'm on the... DMs a couple and plays yeah, a couple. I'm, and... I'm on the downhill. I think I'm gonna try to get out of it for a little while. I've been out of it for years. It's That's my problem. Been, yeah, I mean, I imagine if I'm out of it for yeah. two or three years, I'll probably be like, man. I'm you know what we should there. play? But I don't know if our Pathfinder. No, I, no. If we're going to do that, we're going to play Starfinder, Starfinder, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about? Look right next to it. Yeah, but I don't care about what's next to <laughs> yeah. it. I want to watch. I Starfinder, play Starfinder is a lot of fun. There, are, there are some issues with the the game, but the mechanics itself, but it's a lot of fun. But here's the thing: the company Monolith Games that made our Gotham City Chronicles Batman game that we think's cool that we're going to be playing on live stream for our seventieth. Uh, episode. Seven, oh, are we? That's fine. I think that's what I said in the first in episode that's, zero. I, I think guess it was I need to make the Twitch account. Like I don't remember what episode it was, but I thought I said seventy. <laughs> should probably make the YouTube account too. Huh? But anyway, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts on YouTube. There are. Uh, I probably should make an email first. Send us emails to longbox at guyswithissues dot com. <laughs> so here's the thing: that company uh, kickstarted. A uh, a Gotham City RPG tabletop RPG nice. that uses all the miniatures from the board game. Oh, that's cool! And so I'm like, well, we have what, we, and it uses like the maps. You can use the maps from the board game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, technically, we own what we need to play that, <laughs> except for the books. So there's there is that option there is that option but then we could play because you don't have to play as like batman or something you can even play as villains you can play as like i think it depends on the style of campaign but i believe you can play as like citizens of gotham or police or or like reporters or whatever i don't know exactly how it would work functionality wise i would like to play a (laughs) kung fu instructor in like a local karate instructor in a local dojo in gotham that would probably be a pretty cool one. Could be funny. I'll be a sanitation worker with you. Perfect. Yeah. I'll I'll keep the streets you'll, clean. You'll, <laughs> you'll be you'll be somebody who comes part time to exercise and learn karate. 
That would mm. I want to play this campaign all right. Like that already <laughs> sounds. What about you, Will? Oh, I was thinking about that. Hmm. It's definitely the spin-off crew to the Bat family. <laughs> like Batman's doing the big crimes and you're like, oh man, there's a burglar. <laughs> Break this board real quick. We're gonna mop them know. up. With your hand. Sweep them off the sanitation worker. Who else would we need? I'd be the best janitor. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. I feel like we need a taxi driver. Oh, that'd be a thing. Yeah. Oh, man. A Uber Kung driver. Fu instructor. I'm an Uber. An Uber driver. An that Uber works. driver and a sanitation <laughs> worker clean up the streets of Gotham. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I would play that. That'd be fun. You hear it, episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> He's making promises yeah. we probably can't keep. You don't know that. I'm just setting their expectations. Maybe maybe I'm setting yes. their expectations, well, you Patrick. Need to stop it. <laughs> so we need anyway, a set but underscore <laughs> set underscore expectations. Because like, uh, yeah. now you went from the seventieth. What were we doing For on the seventieth? Board game. Board, board game. game. Yeah. And then we're doing the RPG on the hundredth. Yeah. All right. Whatever. We're gonna do something way before these. Is I that feel Kickstarter good about it. gonna get done yeah. before then? It's in pledge manager mode now. I think it came out last year. Oh. And I don't nice. know if the pledge manager's closed. I'm going to check because I think I might have missed it because I chose not to back it hmm. because I didn't want to spend the money to at this time. In cameras if we're live streaming this. <laughs> you heard it here first. We're wasting money that we may not even use. <laughs> not yet. So, anyway. I got a year at least, so. But that would be that would be a fun offshoot of a comic book podcast would be doing a comic book tabletop game. I would. That could be fun. I mean, we could at least if we don't live stream it, we could at least record it and post it. Well, yeah. Well, you think we're going to live stream it? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, he said live stream. He, he needs to make editing magic because there's going to be too many. I don't know. Let me look that up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like. Live, <laughs> board game live streams can get long or maybe a little boring i don't know that i've ever seen a I mean, i'm sure they're out there it probably depends on how many times you have to go hold on let me check the rule i book. feel like well for some reason i feel like will wheaton does a board game live stream he probably would he's very active in the board game community uh doesn't dice tower do like a at least they have in the past like a 24 hour they do game Di dice tower does board game playthroughs all the time on youtube right yeah hmm that's their shit. And they do, and they do, uh, yes, they do like a game a thon. Yeah, I thought they did like a 24 hour board game charity thing. I think so. I don't so. know if it's for charity. I think it's a fundraising thing. Probably. To raise funds for themselves, I think. Anyway, we digress. There you go. Ran so, we speaking, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Our random, I, we understand that some episodes, our random BS goes way too long. Way <laughs> We too get long. that. And that's why we include timestamps in the beginning of the episodes. For those of you who are like, why won't these guys just talk about a flipping comic? And then we get to the comic and we spend like a third of the amount of time <laughs> talking about the comic. Because that's what a book club is. A book club ultimately is just people connecting and chatting about the book they read, but also at least in our circles, just kind of hanging out. Just kind of so hanging out. we hope you feel like you get to hang out with us at our book club. And that's what this is. So enough of, of the Batman tabletop game. We're going to talk about some Batman for reals. Man. Nightfall. Even though Batman is not real. That was. That's not what we're saying. An excellent segue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yes. you. Thank you. I thought it through for a minute as we were talking. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, so we finally did it. We jumped in. You know, we, we debated when we started this up, when we said, hey, let's do this. We really debated dedicating this much time to a single story. We discussed if that's something we really wanted to do. Uh, because we know some people want variety. We, they want us to jump around and talk about different things. And we're still going to talk about some different things in between uh, reading this, the way that it's structured. But we decided to go to go in in a big way. So it's gonna. This is gonna take several episodes. We're gonna we're gonna probably have some some interspersed other episodes. Yeah, we're, I 
I think we're planning. That's kind of what we talked about. Kind of planning. Every other episode will be more of this. Yes. And that's more for the way that our, our recording schedule tends to be because we didn't want to read extra of this and split it into multiple episodes uh, to where we know the future of the comic, like what we've read and try to talk about previous parts of it and, mm-hmm. and have opinions that are generated beyond that. So what we are doing is we are reading Nightfall. That is Nightfall, Night Quest, Night's End, the whole shebang. It's like a year or yeah. two of Batman comics. And this episode, we started with part one, which is the first 11 comics Mm -hmm. uh, in the series, first 11 parts. And I have been dying to talk about this (laughs) since we read it. It's actually one of the first things we've read where I'm like, oh man, I cannot wait to talk about this. Um, Because as somebody who has read Batman for a long time, I've never read this in its entirety. I've read parts of it. It's one of our first... uh big mainstream heroes. I mean, I guess last episode we talked about Shazam. Yeah, and before that was Ninja Turtles, and that was kind of, that's cultural, you know? Like, But this is Batman. Yeah. This is like one of the big three, probably. Yeah. Whoever it is you talk to. Spider-Man up there. You know, people who worldwide recognize, like, this is somebody that is recognizable. Will, do you want to just, you want to go ahead and read the synopsis? You want to read it? Yeah, I'll go ahead and give it a shot. Yeah. So, Nightfall Synapsis. Bane creates mass chaos in Gotham as he frees dozens of inmates from Arkham Asylum. Batman is pushed to his limits as Bane in the shadows waits for his opportunity to strike. Will Batman regain control of his beloved city? Or will Bane break him in the process? So, so I have a problem sometimes when like reading comics or like I guess technically books sometimes. Where my eyes like just automatically want to skip lines. Yes, I don't. I don't know if you guys have that problem. Did you know that your brain yeah, doesn't actually read every word on an, on a sentence when you are reading the oh, sentence? I did. Yeah, that's a big thing of people posting online stuff that has mistakes, and your brain will skip the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I your brain your brain fills things in as you read, which is why you can actually read faster than like internally than you do externally yeah. typically. Or there's that thing, I've seen it a few times, it's pretty old, but they take this long paragraph and all the words, the first and last letter are correct, but they mix up all the letters in between. And it talks about how some people don't need to have the word correctly spelled and they can still read it. Mm. Some people wouldn't know if it was incorrectly spelled. Huh. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> like who, who needs correct spelling? It's a me, a bad. That's right. So, first off, so I took a minute to do some research to know what came before this, because they reference things several times. I I wanted to, because they talk about how Batman is sick and he's been sick, and I didn't know if he had gotten sick before, but I wanted to read the whole thing to see if him being sick was actually part of the plot of Nightfall. And they do kind of touch on that then. They do. It is. Yeah. Because that there's a point where either Alfred or Robin talks about Batman being sick because he's stressed, basically. Mm-hmm. They mention that in like right. one on a page. Is that yes. it's actually like his men- mental fortitude is breaking. But I feel like he was... physical body is breaking. I feel like he was sick before. He was. Okay. Basically, obviously, he's still haunted by the death of Jason Todd, the previous Robin. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of brought up a couple times. At least right. once. At least one time yeah. really big. <laughs> when, when it's like part of the, the Batman's inner dialogue and he's talking, he's like, ah. And then it's Jason Todd's still dead. Well, that, isn't like, that. Because uh, uh, there's that big thing. He's like, he's like, oh, a boy that's broken and he's gone. He's never coming back. And Well, and you have the part with Scarecrow where that's what he sees yeah. when he gets gassed and he loses his crap. Right. <laughs> he's not scared. He's like furious. So anyway, so obviously Jason's death. So comic-wise, that happened in 1988. Nightfall came out in 1993. So it was several years after, but enough that comic comic time, you know, only so much has passed. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they refer to having heard of Bane or know about him, but they don't really know him. And I guess right before, like a little ways before this, Bane's first introduction, which was called Batman Vengeance of Bane, that was like his first appearance. And that's where you have this whole thing where he'd 
uh, fought Jean Paul and or Jean Paul, uh, yeah. and uh, Batman first learned about who Bane was. And then Jean Paul had been uh, helped and then tasked with being trained by Robin after that. And he is known as Azrael, the Sword of Vengeance. So he has just found out before Nightfall that he had like a mental programming from the secret sect. They're almost like crusaders that have made him into like a sword of vengeance for the Lord. Kind mm-hmm. of they're like they're like twisted sect of Catholicism, crusaderism kind of thing. And so he's known as Asriel. Um, that's where that character comes from. And uh, then right before the Arkham breakout, one of the one of the last storylines, obviously they mentioned Riddler had been juiced with Venom, and they had like a fight that way. And and Venom is the stuff that Bane uses to get like super big. And Batman had been fighting the Black Mask, and in his fight with the Black Mask, uh, basically he started questioning if he was capable of doing what he's doing. So Batman's mentality had been on the decline, uh, questioning whether or not he was strong enough, but he just kept pushing himself and pushing himself and pushing himself. And that's where the sickness thing comes in. He's just pushed himself so far beyond his human limits at this point. And then the added stress and anxiety and all those things that actually can like toxify your body, Mm -hmm. like have completely started breaking him down on top of the fact he doesn't sleep and he doesn't like, he doesn't stop. He doesn't rest. Mm -hmm. Um, What'd you like about it? I feel like there's a lot to like in this. There's a lot to like. Yes. Like uh, (laughs) so far we've read like a couple uh, single issue stories and like we've read a few arcs that are five or six comics. But personally, I enjoy like a slower, like evenly paced storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, so having this more drawn out, yeah, having is something you prefer building, personally. Having it like spending more time with each character, having it build up slowly over time to like other major twists and stuff is something I personally just enjoy a little bit better. Other than like short little story arcs where you don't really get time to enjoy it before it's over. Mm-hmm. You're gonna um, love. The Green Lantern run, then. Yeah, that's what There's I'm looking so forward to. There's so much set up and payoff with that. <laughs> I'm really enjoying all the the fact that they're bringing back most of Batman's enemies. Yeah, with the Arkham with the Arkham mm-hmm. um, thing, and and I'm I'm also liking how smart Bane is. Yeah, like yeah, the, the I love enemies like that. Yeah, I, I, he's he's doing such a good job wearing Batman down. Without ever facing Without him. facing him. Exactly. And I don't I don't know how it would have went had Batman been at his hundred percent against Bane. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the writing, character development and everything like that is really good. Oh yeah. So I think it's interesting because we chose to go back now thirty years. Like this this came out thirty years ago this year. You need to stop that. That's crazy to I think. was alive then. I wasn't. Yeah. Oh you man, that a... makes me feel old too. <laughs> Actually, I have a funny story about how this ties into one of my first comic books ever. <laughs> Let her rip. I remember, but no, finish your thought first. So this book is 30 years old and you can tell like some of the things in it, you can kind of date it sure. a little bit, a little like bit. culturally maybe yeah. a little bit, but by, by like the lingo they use. Yeah. And... But here's the thing. The characterizations in this of many of the characters are the same ones that people think of today when they read Batman comics. And not only that, but the writing, like the actual plotting, like you were saying, like the burn of the reveals and the lead ups. And yeah, like, I don't, I think this is a great example why a lot of people can talk about, you know, storytelling changes over time. And sometimes newer things tend to overshadow older things, but I, man, I think that this is such a good example of why you can't discount something because it's old. Like, you know, this isn't a new story, but I think it's kind of, if you're into comics, if you find superheroes interesting, if you like Batman, this is a book you should read. Like, I feel like it's like a timeless thing. Like you could be reading this another 30 years from now. And if you've been introduced to Batman you'll be like, oh man, this is a good story. Yeah, it holds up. I agree. It's just, I don't know. And I love I love stories when you get to see a 
protagonist. You get to see your hero go up against somebody, like you said, like Bane is very smart. He planned it all out. And some of our other comics that we're going to read that are Batman, like Hush and uh, Long Halloween and books like that, they kind of have villains that can feel like that a little bit. Long Halloween's not a Batman direct adversary kind of moment. Uh, Hush is more so something like Nightfall, but it's only 12 issues long. But Nightfall just has a feel to it that you get to see Batman pushed by his, ad. like, at this point, I would almost consider Bane, like, one of his greatest adversaries. Like, the Joker can push him, but, like, Bane has, I mean, technically, spoiler alert, hopefully you guys check this out, uh, but Bane beats him. Batman loses. <laughs> like Bad. Batman yeah, loses. So one thing that people neglect to talk about sometimes with Batman is the fact he does lose. Batman does lose. And yeah. that, but he comes back and then he wins in the end. And just like if you've watched Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight Rises, like Bane beats Batman then too. But he's just like a pawn of somebody else's in that one where Bane is like the mastermind in this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even within this comic, they use fa- his failure as like a story mechanic because he fails against uh the the pyro guy oh firefly firefly right as like a measure of how weakened he's become yeah because firefly's like a b-stringer yeah he's like man i can't someone as low class as firefly and i'm so weak right now i can't even i can't even keep up with him and none of the major players have ever made a move yet how am i going to keep up with like joker riddler bane if I can't even bring down... Dude, that the part with Riddler and his guys being like, we're doing this anyway. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> Man, why does he need to wait for people to guess a riddle? We're just going to go pull the heist. Right. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I uh, like... But that's just it, though. Like, they all get, like, these little spotlight moments, too. Also mm-hmm. with Firefly, um, he talks about how he's upgraded his suit and he has that those wings now. And Batman's like, oh, he can carry the F-drafts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's cool about that is that Firefly now, if you see him in anything, I'm pretty sure he always has the wings. Like, yeah, I mean, in the video could... games and different things like that, like, Firefly has the wings. And I didn't realize Nightfalls when they had added that to his costume. That's kind of cool. It yeah. is. Yeah, I agree. Did you guys have, like, a favorite part? Like, a favorite scene or... Well, I, I really like how um, Batman, like, right before we ended, when he actually met up with Bane, he was saving, and I don't remember who it was, from the sewers, and all that water came rushing in. Oh, he saved the mayor. The it mayor. The mayor, okay. Mm. I thought it was somebody like that, but I couldn't remember. I really like how he kept pushing through, even though he was, I mean, he was at his limit at that point. Yeah, he has that one line where he's like, Everyone has their limits, and he's like, "But I push past mine." Right. Yeah, that was. I think that one was one of my favorite scenes, just because it showed you the grit and determination of the Batman. Dude, this comic shows why. Like when people are like, "Oh, everybody likes Batman. That's so lame. Batman's lame." You read this, and you're like, "Everybody should like Batman." <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he does a lot of the things. Like nowadays, a lot of people are popular because of like. Uh, motivational things that they do it's a big thing and uh you know this comic series has that overtone of you know even if you hit your limits if you just keep pushing and pushing you can kind of see where it is you can go and then practically be dead yeah practically be dead it definitely shows that if you push yourself too hard you like you have nothing left eventually and uh but that's go ahead did you have a favorite uh, scene i think i i enjoyed it was actually the, the scene with Robin when he gets kidnapped. I like that scene a lot, too. And, like, Croc shows back up and he's fighting with Bane. Right. Because it kind of sets the tone for, like, how strong Bane is and also, like, how skilled... Robin is. Robin is, despite how young he is. Tim Even, Drake is, like, my favorite Robin. Yeah, because you know, he's, he's quite... I don't know how old he is at this point, but he still lives with his parents, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's still in school. But it definitely follows like that same anime trope of <laughs> the teenager that's way too muscular to be a teenager, <laughs> right? Because if you see him, he's got you know the full six pack and everything. But he trains else. with Batman. Okay, but he's still young. <laughs> what is he on? I mean, Whatever. if I trained with Batman, I would probably have a six pack too. That's what you need. We need to start like a gym. 
All the trainers just dress as Batman. <laughs> well, we couldn't call it Batman. No, you call it the Batcave. DC wouldn't like that. Let's call it the Batcave. We could. Or we can go with like Fat Man. The Fat Cave. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I don't know if that's the right kind I don't know of if gym enough people... name. People think it was a restaurant. Right. <laughs> I'd go to the Fat Cave and <laughs> eat like a burger or something. That'd that be great. Would, that would actually uh, be funny if and have everybody like dressed as parodies of, <laughs> of superheroes. <laughs> anyway, that's instead that's of funny. like Superman, it's Super Size Me Man. Super. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, now my my favorite scene, I liked a lot of stuff. I liked the I almost mentioned the Robin one. There was a lot of cool parts, but I like the whole finale issue of Bane infiltrating Wayne Manor. Um, yeah, but more because it shows all the flashbacks that have worn Batman down. So it's like you're like he's fighting through everything, and he still won't just let it go. Like in that moment when Bane's there. Batman's like in a bathrobe, just wanting to go to bed, like literally getting ready. He's like, Hey, Alfred, I know I'm not supposed to wear my suit up here, but like, I'm so dead. I can't take it off. I'm just going to bed. And he rounds the corner and, you know, Alfred is downed and Bane is there and right. he's like, fine. And he drops that robe off. Like he's some kind of prize fighter getting in the ring. And it's like, well, you want me, I guess you got me, man. <laughs> Time to throw it down, son. And it's like, even though, it's like you were saying, even though he is completely spent, he has nothing left. He's like, doesn't matter. Right. I, I'm going to keep going then. And ultimately, he loses. He gets, he's broken. His back is broken. Very clearly, because it goes crack over the knee. Very clearly. Yeah, like the Gwen Stacy snap of the neck in Spider-Man. You see the... You know, the the word, the, the onomatopoeia words are the ones that are the most important in some panels, I think. But Bane beats him in the end. And it didn't matter that he pushed through everything because he had nothing left at that point, you know. But it right. was like, but he wasn't going to give up. He wasn't going to quit. And I really want to read more because I know what happens. Like, I know the story of Nightfall from being in comics. Yeah. But like... I've never read the whole story. So I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to see the rest. But that issue, that whole final issue, I just love that that they show everything that he's been through leading up to that point, though, and to show that he still won't quit. Right. Like, it's just so, it's so good. Like, the storytelling of it is so good. And so here's a fun fact. When this comic, when when the issue of the breaking of the bat came out, my dad heard that a store near us was having a day where Batman was going to be there, like dressed up. And at this point, you know, I was under 10 and was like, and he's like, you want to go see Batman? And I'm like, yeah, I love it. Because even back then, by that time, I believe I was watching the animated series and my parents had let me watch the 89 Batman movie with Michael Keaton. And so I was like, and my dad and I would watch the 66 Adam West Batman show all the time. And so I was like, yeah, I want to go see Batman. I'm a little kid. I'm like, of course I do. And so we go see Batman and this issue had come out and they were giving them out. They were like, I think they were even, they had so many, they were giving them out away for free. It was like a promo thing for the shop. And my dad got me this issue and I was like, oh man, I got a comic of Batman. And it was one of my first comics ever. And I read through it. I remember sitting in my room and reading through it and getting to the end being like, he dies? <laughs> <laughs> like, not knowing all of the things that led up to it, being a young child. Right. And getting to the end and going, this Bane guy just killed Batman? Like, like in that final panel in my child mind was like, Batman is dead. <laughs> and so that's what started my life on comic books. <laughs> This can't be. So I don't for, believe for you. years and years. I never even knew that that comic book was like part of this big story and all this stuff. And so for me right now, getting to go through it and finally read the whole thing, I'm like, I love it. Cause it was like one of the things that sparked my love of comics, even though I was super distraught by it. I, re I think I might've cried. I don't remember. I'm like, Batman's dead. <laughs> one thing that really ticks me off about how DC has been handling their movies, is this would be an excellent movie. 
It would be, yeah. I mean, just I mean, just think about it. You know, like rising. Like you see, you have a whole bunch of movies where Batman. Well, I mean, this becomes one's a Batman, movie. and then no, I mean like this, like where he goes back and fights all of the his oh. enemies, and and you know, like like a trilogy or whatever, just of this. Of just him getting to fight everybody. Right. Hmm. So, you know, like Batman comes up and then he has different movies with this different villains and then they're all in Arkham and then this happens. Oh, like an ongoing yeah. thing. Yes, like the, the Marvel movie yeah. stuff. I like, mean, that's... clearly they tried, I mean, Christopher Nolan tried something like that because you had like Sh- Scarecrow show up from Batman Begins and right. Dark Knight Rises and you had Bane break him and do all but that But it just stuff. wasn't. But, but that movie is one of my least favorite that is my least favorite of the three Christopher Nolans. As much as I like parts of it, it's not, it's, it's got so many issues. And I know, and here's the thing, Pat, What's and this, up? I'm going to give the hot take. This is actually going to be where a lot of viewers are just going to shut us off. Lay, gonna, me, lay it down for me. I, for the most part, like the DC movies. I do. Most of them. Yeah. I don't disagree that they do mishandle things, but it's, I mean, any more Marvel mishandles all their stuff too. Like, Nothing Marvel came out with last year was good. Well, it's a different... So... It's but, a different medium as well. Now, comic-wise, I've always... So, not always. But in recent years, I've learned that, as a whole, I do prefer DC Comics, like their universe and the way they tell stories, over the way most of Marvel's stories are told. But there are certain heroes I really enjoy their comics of in Marvel. But, like, for me personally, like, this is a great example of, like, why I feel like I enjoy DC so much. It's because I feel like they capture this kind of feel in a lot of their materials that are, like, the must-read kind of materials. And I don't feel that as much with some of Marvel's stuff. But that's me personally. That's, like, the type of storytelling I like. Because I don't think it's a, oh, Mar- I'm Marvel and I'm DC, like, so many people argue about. Like, I like the Marvel movies. DC sucks. Or, like, DC's movies are good. Marvel's aren't that good. Like, you always hear that. But instead, I like to just be like, I really like comics and superheroes. And I really kind of enjoy all of it. And both of them have right. missteps. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. But the hot take is, I enjoyed the uncut, like, the director cut version of Batman v Superman um i enjoyed man of steel i have a lot of friends that aren't big fans of that i have a good handful that do like it um, i mean so those two that you specifically brought up there i i don't have any problems with them but like batman versus superman was kind of it was slow it, it should yes. have been extended into like two or three movies did you see well it was supposed it to. was a slow and b too much crap packed into it did you did you watch the the I did, director cut the snyder cut oh. of, no of justice sorry. league yeah that was justice league no did I you re- watch the yeah. i watched the director the cut. director cut to me does improve it improves BBS it quite a bit because it's because you learned that better. lex luther was actually masterminding the whole thing yeah it, it and they cut that out and i'm like that's really important right like that's an odd thing to choose to cut out of a movie i mean they did that with Justice League. Which is why Snyder, Well, don't even talk about that. Snyder, Snyder Cut is incomparable to the other. Oh, 100%. The Snyder Cut is a different movie entirely. Because <laughs> they took the plot out of the first one. Like, the original release and yeah. the Snyder Cut have two different plot lines. Dude, my wife hates most of the DC units. Okay, that's... She dislikes most of it. She doesn't like BVS. She does like Man of Steel pretty well. She hated Justice League. When we went and saw it in theaters, she was like, that was just not good. But she sat down and watched the Snyder Cut, all four hours of it with me. And she was like, I liked that movie. It was really good. (laughs) And so, yes, it's long. I think it's cool that they do it in parts, just like big comic arts arcs. Like you can sit down and you don't have to watch it all at once. But yeah, well, now it's like, you know that universe is gone anyway like they already are they're flushing it starting fresh basically i don't care anymore i just want good movies i just want cool moments on screen with these heroes that captures who they are that's what i want that's all i want and hopefully they do that we'll see the blue beetle movie looks like it's got some potential um i I don't even know what movie you're talking about (laughs) Oh, I'll show it to you. All right. uh, I say this in almost every episode at this point. I'll show you the trailer after the after we're done recording. But anyway, okay, so as far as characters, because we did get to see a whole bunch of different characters, did you have a favorite character in the, in this part of the story so far? 
you got to see a lot of the besides Batman. I mean, like it's easy to be like, well, Batman was the best character, but as far as villain wise, I think the ventriloquist was funny. Oh, I love I love the ventriloquist. He's one of like he's my like, favorite. Ah, characters. Sacco. Yeah, Scarface. He's crazy I love. enough to be like, oh, this puppet's not me; it's somebody else. That was a good one. And the Sacco thing was funny. Yeah. And then he's like, we'll need a cop. And then he says, a cop. Puppet. I've got a cop. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was funny. That was pretty good. That was funny. I also feel like that might. Although that guy died really badly, the cop no. in the booth. Yeah, he did. Oh man. <laughs> I would say my favorite character. I mean, other than Robin, I'm going to try to take superheroes out of this. Like you're trying to take. So, but do you think Robin was a standout though? I do. Because I, I thought about saying Robin for mine too. Actually, right. I think Robin really stands out. Right, because even though. Batman was trying to keep him from doing anything, which I both disagree with and agree with. Yeah. Um, I understand Batman's reasoning, but come on, you're an idiot. You're, um, you're like almost dead. Right. You're almost dead. Get some help. You know, send, send in second shift. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I would say probably the Riddler, just because he's got a thing. And you know what? He tried to stick to it. He stuck to it. He actually stuck to it. Even though the guys he went with didn't. I mean. I love when he's giving all the clues to the studio <laughs> audience. And he's like, how did none of you know the answer to this? <laughs> right. It's just, yeah. Like, I I've, I don't know why. I've always liked the Riddler. I really, I don't know if this is like <laughs> kind of a lame one to pick. I really liked Bane. I do. I just like that you got to see him working that way. And you see him, the way he operates with Robin and how he tries to kind of be, he's like, look, man, I'm willing to kill you, but I don't really have to kill you. You're not the one that I'm putting in the ground. And then you have him like fighting Croc. And it's just, it's interesting to have, it's very rare to have a villain that is as skilled in the physicality and as like juiced up as he can be. And also matched in intellect. And it's just, it was cool to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I also, uh, as a character that I didn't like, um, there's that book peddler. I wasn't a big fan of him. The guy who was like, in my book, we're oh, all sane. Yes. Oh, the idiot sane, on the news. Sane like me. Yeah. And then Riddler comes up and he's like, I think I need a new job. <laughs> but I kept waiting to find out that that was actually like somebody in disguise or something. I was like, what I is the so point too. of this? I feel like there might be some commentary there uh, tied to something that either we haven't seen or maybe it was like cultural at the time. It's possible. I don't know. Yeah. I want to kind of look it up. I would say Bane really stands out. I mean, obviously, he's the central bad guy, but the way he's not even like in the book that much, though. Right. And I feel like when he is, th- though, it's it's pretty cool. I like his little posse, like the Falconer guy and stuff right. like that. Zombie, zombie makes his venom or whatever. I mean, I, I I also think it's interesting about how when he was when Bane was being created, let's say growing up in the prison. Mm-hmm. Being in solitary confinement for how many years? Right. Um, and then maybe, like, they didn't even feed him in solitary confinement. They just tried to drown him in every night, and he had to catch his own food and everything else. And he's like... A little ridiculous, if you ask me, but, I mean, he, he survived. And the, I, the only reason he's going after Batman is because he's using the same symbolism as he internalized as his fear. Mm. That's the only reason he's going after Batman. There's no other reason behind it, which I think is really interesting as well. Because so he's he's this really strong, really smart, evil person <laughs> because of how I mean, just you know, a product of how he was raised and what they did to him, and, and he's still crazy because who does that? Right. Oh, he's definitely yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's still. I mean, there's. It's it's interesting. Something that I think is interesting is I watched a video about the uh, mentality of the Arkham inmates. It was an actual psychologist like talking about their diagnosed problems. And he talked about how many of the ones like the Joker wouldn't actually be put into a mental hospital. They would have just been put in prison because he's exhibited the ability to work 
beyond what they claim is his mental problem. And so, and he's, and he's actually a true criminal. Sorry, we were talking about him being crazy. And that's what I, right, that's yeah. what I thought, of, thought about. Did, did you have any things you didn't like about it? Well, I mean, other than Batman, not allowing Robin to do anything. <laughs> that one, that one kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and that I mean, stupid guy pushing his book on the, the news shows. <laughs> um, no, the rest of it was pretty good. I can't think of anything. I mean, that. I'm kind of withholding until the very end. Say like, if you I didn't like something. You think that guy with the book's really going to pull it out in the end? Just to really see like what's what. Like I don't want to. I don't want to say I dislike or like something, with, without having more context. Wow. More. Way to I withhold. Mean, yeah. Way to leave our listeners in just. Absolute yeah. suspense. I'll let Absolute them know. Absolute suspense. I respect, I respect your stance while I am not going to take the same. You want to know something I didn't like? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I didn't like, and this, is, this would be my least liked character. I think it falls under, I had, I had written down that we could share if we had a character we didn't really like. I also think that uh, the scene with Zaz was kind of intense. I think he can be a really ugh kind of character. <laughs> Um, in a lot of stuff, the guy that cuts himself, one yeah. of the serial killer. Oh um, yeah, that guy. Zaz. Yeah. yeah, he's in a lot of different things that I've read. But you want to know somebody that I didn't like, something I didn't like that was kind of eh, was that other serial killer? What's his name? Shirk, Sirk, something. Something. Like the dude that. that like gets you scared and then cuts your heart out and eats it. Oh, the guy the, where the scarecrow was like where oh, Joker that guy's tried a, to hire him first. That, that guy's a knock off so i read that he'd been in the comics for a while like he'd been like an ongoing problem like a serial killer and that's what he does right like he scares people and then their chemical release that's in their body then he like tries to eat them while it's still in there or whatever and i'm just like you know i think there's a reason that we don't see him in comics today (laughs) yeah i feel like he's one of those like here was a new villain for a little bit but he doesn't really, it's like, I mean, this comic pretty much calls out. He doesn't have his own shtick. Like, he tries to scare people before he kills them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, good. A fear-inducing cannibal <laughs> serial killer. <laughs> I think that, you know, with Batman, I understand that you can't always just rely on his rogues gallery. It's like, you don't always want to pull out Scarecrow for being scary, and you don't always want to pull out Zaz for being a serial killer and things like that. And Batman fights many, many people. There's so many people Batman's fought over the years that he just fights for, like, a story arc. They say that he filled most of Arkham himself. Like, pretty much everybody in there is somebody that he's caught which is why those villains are not villains at all. They're a product of our society. No. Oh, and stop. that if Batman Ooh. wouldn't dress like Batman, they wouldn't be. <laughs> like if I if I wanted to really kind of like nitpick, I don't know if this comes up later, but there's that scene where Robin talks to the ghost nun. And I'm like, I didn't know Robin had that psychic ability to talk to ghosts or if this was just like a one-off thing i don't i do not believe tim drake has a psychic ability to talk to ghosts and then it then it kind of (laughs) like you do watch a lot of anime don't you (laughs) not too much but i feel like that's somebody who watches a lot of anime would say (laughs) that is true somebody who does watch a lot of anime will deny it but since comics are basically American manga, aren't we all? Or are, is manga Japanese comics? I don't know. Which came first, the comic or the manga? I mean, comics have been around since like the late 1800s or early 1900s. Okay. So I don't know. I don't either. I mean, Japan I understand. is a lot older than America. So I mean, like, who knows? But Let us anyway. know in the comments. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Write us an email at... <laughs> Longbox at guyswithissues.com. It was like they had written themselves into a corner of how do, how does Robin figure out Firefly's background? And they're like, oh, crap, he's not online. The sister doesn't know anything. We've kind of written ourselves into a corner. So how do we get out of this? Robin is just going to find a ghost nun. Ghost nun to the rescue. Yeah, I think it just fits with, I'm not saying it wasn't cheap, it fits with the but detective comics. It fits kind of in the in the I mean like universe it, of comic books, I think. Comic 
like Batman does have supernatural enemies and like supernatural like magic is a thing and oh yeah i mean he's part of the justice league yeah and he knows john constantine you know he's uh, worked yeah. with zatanna man we need to we need to read constantine's we could read some constantine it's dc constantine. Sorry. that'd be good but i don't know this felt like a a, a cheap way out of a corner it that they had written was. themselves into i'd like to see if it comes back to play but that's what i was saying you know if but it probably won't i'm gonna guess it doesn't if robin comes back and talks to some more and becomes you ghost know, ghost whisperer okay. becomes ghost writer oh wait no that's not a comic book character <laughs> oh, that's dc or uh, that's marvel that's marvel yeah ghost See, writer that's, is marvel. that's never gonna happen <laughs> they have some crossovers usually they end up fighting each other until they realize they have to team up and well sure but robin doesn't become ghost writer ever no so overall i feel like we all really it sounds like we all really liked this so far so far, yeah, yeah, so really far it's, for the part we the part we've read, for the part we've read, do you think we should either do out of five broken bats or escaped inmates? Escaped inmates. Escaped, escaped. inmates. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Pat, out of five escaped inmates, where are you going to rate this so out far? Out of five escaped inmates, I'm going to rate this a five. Oh, there it is. It didn't take as many episodes as we yes. thought it might, but Pat had a five because he would suggest this. I to would somebody. suggest yes. this to somebody because this is really good. Oh. What about you? I was going to say four point five. Okay, nice. It's four. One to of the work. inmates got blown up, or maybe was a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> it's the guy that ran into the tree, <laughs> knocked himself out. <laughs> like, uh, you weren't that much of a mastermind, huh? Work in progress. Four point five could go up, could go down depending on how it progresses. Deep down, part of me wants you to end up being the lowest this time because I'm like always the lowest. <laughs> okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Pat on this. I have to give it a five. Yeah. Every, every time I sat down to read more of this, I just wanted to keep reading. And I kept thinking, even though this is a bit older than what a lot of people are probably reading now, this to me just captures so much. Just this first half of the first section of the three. I think it has so much that's worth reading. I will have to add it to my collection. I don't own this, but now I have to. I'm going to have to add it. I do. Yeah, I know, because the one that you bought's the one I thought about buying at the time. Right, and then you're like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm like, I shouldn't spend the money, and you're like, okay, I'll buy it, because it was half off. <laughs> I was... And I, I let you think about it I for know. a good, like, 20 minutes, and well, then you're like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm going to tell you this right now. Had I read it already, I would have bought it, no question. <laughs> I'm glad I yeah. bought it. I really am. No, it's one that I now have to add to my collection. I have to. I also like how it's a newspaper paper in there. Yeah, it is fun. I have, like, a hard copy of The Long Halloween yeah. that I've been reading, and I can say that, like, having the physical comic book is better than reading digitally. 100% every time. I enjoy like, it so, so much more. Yeah. I, I know agree. some people that only ever read like regular books, hard copy. For that, I don't care whether it's just a regular book or not. It could be digital, it could be physical. Doesn't really uh <laughs> well, that was a fun sound. Comic books are way different. Having the physical book with you is just way better than and how you can really look at the panels and look at yeah. the layout and like, like it's not side the by same. side. It's it's just like, not. Yeah, I like how if none of you would have pointed that out about that sound, he could have cut it easily. Oh no 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 no! We're not gonna let that pass. I'm just saying. I could still cut that whole segment, but it would be fun. It's funnier to well, leave things. Like that. That's fine. It's funny. Now you're gonna have to leave this one in because <laughs> because now we're explaining the other one, and it's just making this podcast even longer. Ah, who cares? It's yeah. almost like it's an issue. Oh, man. So many more to go, too. That's good. Yeah, I've, I'm super excited to get into the next one. Now, the next episode, uh, it may be something else that we have yet to determine. Unless, well, you said you want to read Constantine. You want to read a Constantine? Yeah, let's read a Constantine. Okay, so the next episode will be uh, a selection from Constantine. We'll be sure to post it in. Posting. But anyway... Until next time, I'm Patrick. This is Will. And I'm Chris. And we are Guys, Guys with, with Issues. issues. <laughs> yeah, what they said. <laughs> yeah, what they said. <laughs> Down. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
You can catch the new issue of Guys With Issues each week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Or check out our website at guyswithissues.com where you can listen, find reading lists, follow along, and get to know us better. You can also find us on Instagram at guys underscore with underscore issues and on Facebook at Guys With Issues. Send us emails to longbox at guyswithissues.com and tell us your thoughts or send us suggestions on what we should read next. We would love to hear from our listeners. Long drown of silence. I edit all these down. Oh, good. No, all of them. No, I yeah. understand. <laughs> it makes it seem like we're more intelligent than we are. No, there are times where I definitely make our responses like snappy. Yeah. I just imagine one day we'll have a panel somewhere and people will be like, "This, is, these guys are way dumber than we yeah. thought they were. <laughs>